This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. Thank you for joining us today. I'm going to tell you right now that this powerful show is going to be a two-week show. Jeremy, you and I was talking about this, that we cannot cover this in just one show. No way, yep. (laughs) So we're going to cover this show. We're going to be getting deep. But before I get into that, If you have not yet partnered with Father Matters, would you please consider becoming a Father Matters partner? The Father Matters show is listener supported and all Father Matters programs and services are free to the community because of your generous donations. For more information about donating to Father Matters, log on to fathermatters.org and click the donate the Father Matters icon. So, Jay, here we go couple of weeks into the football season and you know you and I were just talking about this we're starting it all over what what, what were we seeing we're seeing the the kneeling the yeah. also you know um different ways that now um the tv stations are not covering the anthem the uh, the other way that they're going yeah. as well and of course every year it's the same thing here we go there here we go so this is why today is very important and I love how you said it Jay you said we just want to do a, a um a not an argument about what we're about to talk about a dialogue, maybe? Yeah, just a discussion. We just want to talk and just let it be known. There's a, a opinions and, you know, how people feel. And we just want to talk and not just come from a direction right. and not just come at people. Right, and just be talking crazy. So today we're going to be talking about race relations, basically uh, uh, all across the board. And today's special guest is founder, CEO, Dr. Jeff McGee. Founder of Cross Cultural Dynamics, Dr. Jeff. Thank you for joining us today, my friend. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm glad to be here with you guys. Yeah, and and I I wanted to slowly unpack this mm-hmm. and and just take our time. We already said we're gonna we know it's gonna take at least two weeks before we get deep into what we're gonna be talking about with the the racism and things like that because we need to cover what is cross cultural dynamics. Yeah, so Cross-Cultural Dynamics, we're an organization where we provide training and coaching to leadership teams on issues of race, diversity, uh, cultural awareness. Uh, Living in the times that we live in these days, it's necessary that we are inclusive and we include all people into what we're doing, our organizations. Uh, If you're a nonprofit, your clientele. So we're just here to help uh, train people, train leaders, on uh, how to be inclusive and how to engage the, the other is what it's called. Because it's, it's out there, man, it, 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 from, from, from the president to NFL. And I've been hearing through the weeks and months just a lot of shouting mm-hmm. and people not really talking, you know. And, and, and some of the stuff that you talk about in cross-cultural dynamics, how, to, how do you go about talking about race and things like this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. So... Uh, the, the first thing to do is just sit down and, and talk about it. Uh, right now, there's a denial out there where people say, well, we really don't need to talk about race or there's really not an issue going on. Um, it's almost like it's uh, this misguided type of notion that we people just don't know what's going on, what they're uh, w- w- what they're talking about at this time. So um, 
right now is just sitting down, finding people who want to learn more, who want to lean in more, dig into some of these conversations. They're not easy conversations at all. And I think personally that's why people don't want to have them because they're, they're, they're hard conversations. Right. But the people that are sitting in on these conversations are actually learning things. They're coming out on the other side more aware. Um, they're developing these competencies. That way they can engage people that don't look like them, don't act like them, don't believe like them. Right. And now you can build better relationships. Right. A few weeks ago, we lost uh, Senator John McCain. Man, I was watching all these different mm -hmm. specials about him. And, man, and, and it's like I didn't even know this much about this man. He was yeah. for everybody. Yes, he, he was. was a good dude. He if I can, if I can simply say it, man, and just watching some of his different specials and how he would not sell out just to yep. be the president, or he wouldn't change his mind because he wanted a vote. Right. That back to him, may, may he rest in peace, man. That was a good dude. But I bring that up because for that couple of weeks, man, it's been kind of peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. Because you seeing people on the national news of all cultures across the world, races and backgrounds was either saying something positive about John McCain or it's just like people was just a little bit calm. Yeah. He he was he was uh he epitomized a person that was for people, not a person, right? So when you think about uh people, I'm talking about people in general. Mm -hmm. When I say person, I'm kind of referring to a certain group of people, yeah. right? He was for everybody. He was for human rights. Um I was watching a segment the other day on him where it showed um when he was in the military and how he uh, was a POW, right? He was injured. Uh, I think they say he broke both his arms. Wow, yeah. Um, and he was hanging. They kept hanging yeah, him by his they arms. Was, they were hanging him by his arms, and I think they were hitting him. <sighs> but to, to come back home and still have a passion just to serve people, I think, and I don't know this, there's no research that I've found on it, but I think that was a starting point for him. I can just think, right. you know, if I was in that situation, you know, you can go left or you can go right. Right. You know, when something like that happens to you. And I think he went this one direction and he said, okay, I want to make a difference in everyone's life. And right. I want to do what I can and I want to speak for the people who don't have a voice. Right. And I really, I liked him. I really liked him. And, and for me, I'm disappointed in myself for not really understanding or knowing who he, the type of man that he was until after he had passed away. Exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? And, and bringing all this in, and I heard when he was when he was captured, and they kept asking him for names of military leaders, and, mm -hmm. and he was giving them the names of uh, football players in the NFL. Right. He would not <laughs> sell out right. this country. Right. He you know, loved this country. And he did not care. Jeremy, what was you back there thinking back there in the studio? I mean, he's just an amazing guy. I echo everything you've said, the stories that you hear about this man, politics aside. I mean, yeah. again, he was a person mm -hmm. for people, and that goes beyond anything. That's and right. I, I couldn't uh, say anything more. You guys are doing a great job. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Like you said, for people. For people. Now, bringing it in the cross-cultural dynamic, why did you start this? You know what? I, I started this because uh, it's really a funny story. When I started my doctoral work, you know, you have to come up with a, a dissertation topic that you want to do your research on. Um, and I, for the first month of my dissertation, I, or I'm sorry, my uh, doctoral program, I, I couldn't think of anything. Um, so then I just started looking around me, right? And I started looking at my experiences, what I'm going through, what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing. And I just saw there's a, a huge disconnect between specifically communities of color uh, when there are uh, clients of nonprofit organizations 
where nonprofits mostly ran by white leaders, white men. Um, so I saw there was a huge communication breakdown and I was right there in the middle so I could hear what's going on on the leadership side. Mm -hmm. But then I was close enough to the community that I could hear what they're saying also. And they weren't saying the same thing. What was you hearing from the, and Jeremy, can we hold off on a commercial for a little bit since we're getting warm? No, definitely. Yeah. Just, <laughs> hey. So what were you hearing uh, from the leadership side? Then I want to know what were you hearing from the community side? So it, it was, so from the leadership side, one of the big things I, I was hearing was, this is what the community needs. Um, on, on the other side, I was hearing, this is what we need. So what, what happened was, the, the leadership, they do their research, right? And I call it, they do their uh, Google research. So what they do is they go online and say, okay, let's look at the demographics of this community. Let's look at uh, the poverty rates. Let's look at uh, single parent rates there, uh, the crime rates, the drug rates, right? This is what they need to come out of it. Then on the community side, I'm hearing everything's fine over here. We don't need any of this. We need X, Y, and Z. So what was happening was uh, nonprofits were having a hard time engaging communities of color, people mm -hmm. of color in communities. Um, so I set out to find out why, right? Uh, one of the biggest things I found, there's a historical aspect to a disconnect between the races. What I found in my research was that uh, the, the, we'll call the white-led nonprofits we're not conductive, more qualitative research, where they're actually going into the communities, having conversations with people, learning about the community, uh, learning what the true needs are, advocating for communities of color and people's needs there. So what was happening was the community of color was saying, well, we're not gonna participate mm. in your services because number one, you're not meeting our needs. But even if they are meeting, we'll call it their hypothetical needs, they're not truly engaged with it. You come to my community and you are a nonprofit and you're giving me a free handout for something, I might say, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> but if you ask me to fully engage into what you're doing, I'm not going to do it, especially if it's not meeting a need that me and my family might have. That's right, because I, I'm seeing, you know, back in the day, we used to see a lot of this where, you know, people are knocking on the doors in, in lower income minority communities, giving out bus cards, giving out uh, uh, um Target cards or Walmart cards mm -hmm. and to, to do this survey, to do that survey. And like you said, they're going to do that. But you need to engage deeper into me. So That's going right. into that, what was you getting out of that? You're, well, you're, you're absolutely right. And you brought up a really good point. Surveys, they don't really they don't work. Mm -mm. Again, if you come to my door, knock on my door and you want to ask me questions, I don't know who you are. So. There's this, there's this question. Or of, why are you even here? Yeah, why are you here? Because you need numbers. I don't trust you. Right. I don't know you. Right. So I'm going to give you some answers, but is it the true answer? Is it truly what's going on in the community? Um, I'm not going to give you those answers. So when I've done my research, I've talked to people. I've done so many interviews, focus groups, and people were saying the same thing over and over again in these communities. You, you, you just don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know me. Come get to know me. Let's collaborate together. Let's work together. And let's go ahead and provide a mission or a service that's going to benefit both of us. Right. And, and then that's why 
you got to get deeper than just I can give you some free diapers right. for, for the exchange. You right. know, I want you to come to my community after 5 p.m. because I'm at work like you're at work. Correct. I want you to come to my community on the weekends. Correct. Stop knocking on my door at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Right. I'm not there. I'm, not I'm there. doing what you're doing. I'm not there. And if I can go a little bit deeper yeah, on Go this, ahead before we hit that commercial. Yeah. If I can go a little deeper, there's two forms of research, right? There's, called, there's one called edict and then one called emic. So edict research is when you sit back and you're collecting data from the outside. It's like an outsider's perspective. Mm -hmm. The emic part of research, you go into this area of research and you actually become one with that research. There's a movie with uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. and uh, Anthony Hopkins called Instinct. And Anthony Hopkins went into uh, a jungle and he actually became one of the gorillas. So, So when he came out of this habitat, we'll call it, and they brought him out, he could not reacclimate back to being a human being. He thought he was a gorilla because he was spent so much time researching and becoming the gorilla and got adopted into that family. Right. Now, I'm not saying that that's what we need to do. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's right. extreme. But the idea behind that is to go into a community or a group that's different than you with the mindset that I need to learn. I need to understand what's going on here. I need to become one. I need to be, I want them to see me as a human, just like I look at them as a human being. And it's powerful because you can't just receive some funding, a grant for your organizational ministry that you're doing and say, now that we got this funding, or this is what I want to do, I'm going to go force it down the throat of this community. Exactly. Exactly. Man, that, we we we're gonna get deeper and, and we're gonna take it to another level. We gotta get into this commercial. You're listening to the Father Matters Show with Vance Sims, and today's guest is Dr. Jeff McGee, founder of Cross Cultural Dynamics. We'll hear more from Dr. Jeff after this. Would you consider partnering with Father Matters? Father Matters is a nonprofit ministry, and all funds raised go directly to the Father Matters Ministry for Families. You could even become a partner today by going to fathermatters.org. That's fathermatters.org. And click the Donate to Father Matters icon. It's that easy. Or if you want to send a check, you can call for the address, 602-774-3298. That's 602-774-3298 for Father Matters. Father Matters, making better communities by supporting each other. Welcome back to the Father Matters Show. If you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of the show at fathermatters.org. Also catch the Father Matters Show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at soundcloud.com. Dr. Jeff, just before we went into the commercial break, we were sharing a lot about what we're doing with the community. Let me step into kind of like what we're, what we're seeing in society and start getting a little bit deeper, unpacking this, like the NFL. It's amazing how from last year to this year, this went from kneeling during the national anthem to, you know, to being labeled respecting the flag, disrespecting the flag, disrespecting the country, disrespecting our uh, country. And it just it just spread somewhere. It reminds me of it's a game show I saw and it was like eight people in line. And the host told one person, whispered a saying to that person. 
by the time it got to that eighth person, Jeff. Go ahead, Jeremy. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's gone every which way. It's yeah. nowhere clear the message exactly. that was originally sent. So the purpose behind the kneeling went from justice for minorities to like every which way. Can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah, that's you're exactly right. Now it's it went from uh, uh, protesting racial injustices to disrespecting the military, which it, every time I hear it, I I laugh to myself. And, I, and when I say I laugh to myself, not, I don't laugh because it's funny. I laugh because I can't believe it. There's this thing called uh, when in research in research called privilege. So one of the things that uh, privilege talks about is people who are in power, right, have the right to label something, whatever they want to label it. So to be blunt, what happened was uh, the president started saying this, right? He started saying, hey, uh, they're disrespecting the flag. They shouldn't be here and get them off the field, things like that. But then you started hearing that message, message being perpetuated in different media outlets. And it went from, it went totally left, right? So what happened was, what happens is, you know, people have the right to protest. It's, it's, it's a violation of people's first right amendments to tell them that they can't protest. One of the things I did, I did research, and you talk about racial injustices, because that's what they're fighting in the NFL. And if you're saying that they're disrespecting the military and disrespecting the flag, it's odd to me because over 40% of the military is made up of minorities. So, and a lot of people, like my dad was a veteran. My grandfather was a veteran, you know? And a lot of these NFL players, I bet you they have a brother, grandfather, cousin, grandfather, uncle. dad that was in the military. So, so I have not talked to an NFL player, but I would guess that they're not gonna disrespect their, their own family who served, who bled, who died, over in the field, you know, and wars, just just simply be, just to you know fight racial equality here in the United States. I I just don't think that that that's what it is. I think if we got back together and said, okay, as and this goes back to some of the trainings we do, understanding people, understand why people are protesting. Let's say, okay, you're protesting because you want racial injustice, right? Or you want to solve racial injustice, I should say. So, so let's sit down together. Let's figure this out together. There's historical uh, aspects to what's going on, right? There's a history here, right, in this country of racial injustices, not just to black folks, but to uh, Latino uh, communities, uh, Asian uh, people, uh, Jews, the American Indians. There's a lot of injustice that's happened here in, in America. Um, let's sit down, let's talk about this. Let's have some dialogue. Let's get on the same page. Now from here, we can move forward with some different initiatives and figure out what we need to do together, come together mm -hmm. collaboratively, and let's figure out how we can solve these issues. Would you agree, though, Jeff, that people really don't want to solve these issues because it's a lot of profit being made with separation? Absolutely. Absolutely. So people, people, they get, it's called the norm, right? There's these norms in society, and every time someone comes to fight a norm, there's so much pushback. And this right now is a prime example of it. The norm is set. 
right? When you see the flag or something, or I'm sorry, when you protest, it has to be, you have to protest for certain things, but you can't protest for this stuff over here. Okay. That goes all the way back to, you know, back those marches back in Selma, um, back in Selma, uh, you know, crossing the bridge, right. um, Martin Luther King's work, you know, peaceful protesting that gets turned into something else, right? Because you're fighting against the norm. We see that today in the NFL. People are having people, uh, peaceful protests because they're bucking the trend, they're going up against the norm, now let's fight them. Yeah, let's, let's, say, fight. let's make them look like the bad guy. Instead of let's figure out why they're protesting, why are they angry, why are they upset, what's going on, how can we make this country a better place for everybody? Right, I was seeing, I saw this on Facebook a few weeks ago uh, that, that the, the husband had, who I think is Denver, he murdered his wife, his two kids, and his wife was pregnant at the time. And they were showing these pictures of him being a family guy. All these pictures of him smiling with the wife and the kids and having a good time. Also, as well, back a few weeks ago, a month or so over the summer, there was a a a a a, a black guy who a homeless guy came up to him. He gave him money. He was at a, a Circle K. His daughter goes into the restroom. That same guy who he gave money to went into the women's restroom. Try, tried to get into the stall of where his teenage daughter was and rape her pretty much. The guy got out of his car, beat the guy pretty bad, and then he died about a week later or so. And what you see on the news is the mugshot of this father who, I'm a, bro, I got daughters, bro. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm sorry. You, yeah. you go that route with me, hey, it's mm -hmm. a wrap. Mm -hmm. The mugshot of this father, this black father, labeled like as a criminal, for protecting his daughter, but the guy who basically who deliberately killed his wife and daughter, his kids, and she was pregnant because he was having an affair with a coworker, his snapshot is portrayed the family guy. Why do you think that we do this? Because it's it's a norm in this country, right? Mm -hmm. And I hate to say this, but minorities, we're talking about black people in this particular example, are seen as uh, criminals, uh, they're seen as people that you can't trust, mm -hmm. dangerous, right? The white guy is seen as this uh, patriotic person, this person who is family-oriented, that just loves everybody, that would never hurt anybody. Mm -hmm. The media cast these portrayals of both races like this, mm -hmm. and this is also what goes into helping promote and um, perpetuate stereotypes. Right, discrimination, prejudices here in this country. Um, that does not surprise me at all. Um, in my research, I came across several articles that would show, there was one I came across, I can't remember what the research was. It was in the Midwest, it was a news station, where two individuals, the black guy and the white guy, were charged, it, it was almost unbelievable, for the same crime, the same day, in the same city. The black guy had a mugshot, right? The white guy had his yearbook picture when they put it on the news side by side. And when I saw that, it, it blew my mind. And, the, the re, and then about a week later, because they were getting a lot of pushback from that, they said, oh, well, we didn't have his mugshot at that time <laughs> of his arrest, so we had to find another picture for him. But they got booked the same day, same time, same crime, same precinct. 
and then backpedaled when they got challenged for why you have this and exactly. say we couldn't find him, but we had time to find out his background, his address, what school he went to right. to get a, a, a mug shot. Exactly, exactly. So these types of injustices that happen, um, are they're, they're, they're so small that a lot of people settle. miss them. Yeah, they're really subtle. So what we do is we go in and we try to help people see we open up people's minds. We try to make people aware of some of these little subtleties mm-hmm. that we see in our media, right. Facebook, you know, social media, uh, just communication, how we talk to people in our inner circle. So um, that's that's what we strive to do here at Cross Cultural. No, and, and, and 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 I'm hearing this. This is why we're gonna start getting deeper going into next week. My my son, you met at the at the studio. Who's mm-hmm. okay? Uh, fourth grade, bro. He's got black, white, Filipino, Hawaiian, and I mean, he got friends across the board, Jeff. Yeah. I mean, you come to my house on a weekend or, or, or go to his little Cub Scout meetings, his basketball game. They, man, they like, man, if you if you can, as long as you can play some Fortnite, right. man, you cool. Right. Okay. Exactly. For some reason, we become adults. But I'm going to get deeper into that going to the next week's show because we got to get ready to wrap up. But, but, but Jeff. Where can our listeners go to get more contact with you? Because you're open for speaking engagements nationally. How can people get in touch with you? Yeah, so the best way to get in touch with me, go to my website, www.crosscultural.dynamics.com. Dynamics, D-Y-N-A-M as in Michael, I-C-S dot com. Dot com, yep. Go down to the bottom of the screen. There's a little section you put in your information. Hit the submit button, and I'll get an email, and then I can... uh, uh, contact you back. So and that's the best way to get a hold of that's you. That's the best way. Best Jeff, way. thank you yep. for joining me, bro. And, and, and thank you in advance for clearing the schedule to already come back next week. Yes, absolutely. Let's get deeper with this. And and and, and thank you for tuning into the Father Matters show. Send us your questions or comments to info at fathermatters.org. Thank you to my engineer, Jeremy Siegel. And look, get in touch with Dr. Jeff. CrossCulturalDynamics.com. Tune in next week because we're going to get deeper. So see you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you and God bless.